0: to another episode of the pixelated sausage show hi 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 i am of course your host marcus nez and i've got uh, some stuff to talk about and whatnot Uh, i don't know really it's nothing too super exciting one tv show in particular i want to talk about no movies Really, I mean, no, never never mind. I did watch Thor Love and Thunder, and holy shit, that movie sucks. Continuing the trend of MCU movies sucking dog doo-doo up the poo-poo hole. That is the MCU cinematic universe right now. TV shows? All right, of what I've watched. WandaVision was okay. Emotionally strong. Rest of it? Yeah. But Loki was fan-frickin-tastic, and that's all I've watched. I still have to watch everything else. I don't want to watch everything else, but I do want to watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But Thor, Love, and Thunder, if that's what it's called. I think that's what it's called. I can't remember, honestly. I think that's the basic gist of the title, if not the exact title. But that might be the brand new low bar for phase four of the MCU. It's funny because I say that with every new movie I watch, this is the new worst one. And I think what makes Thor 4 4, the worst yet is that of all the new MCU movies, it's the one that's trying really hard to be funny. It wants to be hilarious. It wants you to be laughing your ass off. And you would expect it to succeed more often than not, given the creative team behind it, specifically Taika Waititi, who did Ragnarok, which is considered one of the best MCU movies, was very good. I enjoyed it. And I'm also a big fan of Waititi's Other works from What We Do in the Shadows, The Hunt for the Wilder People. What is the other one? Jojo Rabbit. I like a fair amount of stuff. I don't love all of the stuff. And I can continue that with this because it is aggressively unfunny. There is not a single joke I can think of that I enjoyed. I hated pretty much the entirety of the movie and then the the weird rom com thing going on between Jane Foster and or Jane is it Jane Foster right? Because they make a Jane Fonda joke and I think her name is Jane Foster I don't, who gives a shit but that whole thing with her and Thor it's just called weird And the goat thing, I knew about the goat thing prior to watching it. I heard how they just beat that joke into the ground. And everyone who said that undersold the shit out of that. Because they they do just keep coming back to that horrible, horrible well that isn't funny the first time. And it keeps coming back up. Every time it happened, I would think, oh... They, they really did just beat the shit out of this joke. But I guess that's that's going to be the last one, right? And then, no. it it comes again. Comes all the fucking time. It's just, it's a really, really bad movie. And again, I think the worst because failed humor is maybe the worst thing in the world. When someone is so obviously, or a piece of media, whatnot, is so obviously trying to be funny, when it is clear that what it's doing is meant to be taken as a joke or to provide one with laughter and it fails, that is such an awkward, uncomfortable situation to be in because you feel... Somewhat sorry for them. You look at it. You look at Thor loving thunder. Thor, and you think to yourself, "Oh man, this is, just, this is just kind of pathetic. This is embarrassing. This is sad." Oh god, what what were what were they thinking? And I, I don't know what they were thinking. I don't know how anyone thought the Zeus stuff was funny. I don't like. The way Chris Hemsworth looks in the movie. I think he got too bulky again. Getting more more in line with his original build from the first movie. Which was one of the few things I don't like about that movie. I think the first Thor is a solid movie. A solid origin movie as well. But he does look extra weird in that movie. Because he's super blonde. His eyebrows were dyed super blonde. And then he's just bulky to the point of looking like he can't actually move like an action figure that doesn't have that many points of articulation. And he isn't quite that big in 4, but he's getting close to that to that level. It's just really, really bad. And then the post-credits scenes. The first one, spoilers. More Zeus. Fucking don't care. With... With that one, the spoilers again, the Hercules reveal, the Hercules reveal. Is that a real thing? Like, Is that, are we going to get that in a future movie? Or is that just meant to be taken as a joke? Is that actor actually playing Hercules in a future movie? Is that, I don't, I don't. Maybe, if I didn't find the movie so bad, I would be excited about that, but that just made me even less excited about anything it It just seemed like full full meme <laughs> and then the the after the 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 after after credits scene, I don't know what I was supposed to get out of that. <laughs> It was was real bad. It was real bad. It's weird, too, how these later MCU movies have made me appreciate the early Phase 4 MCU movies. Because Black Widow may be a bad movie. It's not good. And a large part of that, or a large reason behind that is because it's a Black Widow movie where Black Widow, your title character... Is one of the worst characters in the movie, only trumped by the antagonist, who is one of the worst MCU b- villains to exist to date. He's not only just a shitty character, but his means of going about doing what he's doing, what he does real gross and icky and I don't like it. It's it's just ugh, ugh, ugh. But Black Widow fucking sucks in that movie. You watch that movie and by the end of it, you're happy she died in N War because she is a fucking shitty character apparently. And you're excited about the prospect of Florence Ploof or whatever her name is taking over The mantle, which I am excited about is Black Widow. Not great, but I think Florence was really good in it. And it got me excited about the future of the character of Black Widow, because I'm assuming that she's taking over. It's like if not, what the fuck was the point of the movie and everything and her parents? It was fun seeing them play off each other so that movie is not great but has some bright spots in it and the same can even be said about The Eternals which is also not great it's way too long it's way too fucking long and there's a lot of just dumb garbage in it but there are enjoyable moments there are certain characters I kind of liked and the story was, it had like the Eternals could have potentially been an all right movie if it was severely edited. It needed another pass. It, that that is, that is a first draft of a movie, and I'd love to see a, a shortened version of it, if it, one ever existed, a fan edit or something. And of course, Shang-Chi is the only actual good movie in the MCU. Then Doctor Strange, awful. Awful, awful, awful. Horrible. Just nothing, no bright spot in it. Spider-Man. Horrible, horrible, horrible. So pandery, fucking you fans would eat that shit up. I, no. No, no, no. But when I think about... Spider-Man after watching Thor I'm like "Eh." it has some stuff man it has some stuff there there were jokes in there that landed there weren't any in Thor 4 so I'm just continuously bummed by the MCU at this point and I'm only watching it out of some weird sense of obligation but I don't I don't really enjoy any of it Except for the TV shows. I can't wait for more Loki. I am excited to... Get around to Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I've heard nothing but great things about... Of course... What is it? Is it... Not Miss Marvel. The... Is it... I don't know. The, the one... The, the, the girl. The one about the girl. And Hawkeye... I heard a lot of good things about. She-Hulk... with No... Moon, Night, and But some solid supposed stuff. But yeah, not super excited. The Zack Snyder DCEU is a million times, that's the maybe a bit excessive, but it is 100% better than the MCU at this point in, in its current iteration. I'd much rather watch those movies because even when they're not... Good. They are far more interesting. So, that is where I fall. And I mean, even the even the bad stuff, like the bad suicides, what I think I'd rather watch than these MCU things. It's it's sad. It's sad. It's disheartening. I'm not excited about Ant Man and the Quantum Whatever. Even though I love the first two Ant Man movies I don't I'm very I'm not cautiously optimistic I'm cautiously pessimistic about it I'm 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 ready to be surprised pleasantly so but I'm not believing that to to be the case and then I've been continuing Voyager which is at a point or I'm at a point where I'm just sort of used to these characters. I think I've said this already. I'm just sort of used to the characters. So it's become easy watching. And I can't say I like it. But because of the familiarity I have with everyone. I'm at a point where I'm fairly comfortable. Comfortable watching it. But I've also returned to... I was going to dabble with some other stuff. But... I watched an episode of Farscape here and then another one there and then I got back into that show because I really like those characters and the wrap up of season one was very, very good. It started off or it finished on a very high note and we get season two, which I'm eight or nine episodes in at this point, which is about halfway through. Because the, the seasons are 22 episodes apiece. It's really, really bad. I am shocked by how bad it is. I don't remember what the first episode was. But we had an awful 1-2-3 punch. That was episodes 2-3-4. The second episode is all about Dargo. Giving his energy to this elder who. Needed it to fucking die at some ritual or whatever that is a great honor to his people but because of the power he had and the strength he had the elder decided to take a chance and try and use it to make herself young again to breathe life into her again and it worked but then it had a a negative effect on the ship and was killing it i believe but after she becomes young then it's just a fucking episode about Dargo and her having sex and fucking fucking it up and just being weirdly into each other where the first scene when she's young, she's all like, Oh yeah. And she starts licking his chest. You can't see like you, you can see, you know, from the angle that that's clearly what she's doing. But then they, they cut a few times to Dargo's face, just a close up of his face. And he's doing his best. Oh, face is like, Oh, 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 oh. and I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? What is this show? What is going on? Then the third episode, we have Chiana and her brother dies or whatever. So she has to go and grieve him, go to a plan and do some stuff. But it, it becomes this episode about her partaking in this weird fucking cult seeming thing of thrill seekers Who all wanna take drugs and jump off a fucking cliff or some they're all acting weird and super high and I didn't I didn't understand that. And then the fourth episode, you have this weird dude who joins the ship and suddenly everyone is being super paranoid and is really hungry, 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 hungry hippos for crackers. They just want to, they all want crackers, man. Now, and I'm not talking about white people. I'm talking about crunchy, crunchy crackers. And it doesn't get much better after that. The, I don't know if it was the fifth or sixth episode. You have, why can't I think of her name? Aaron Aaron, I believe. Uh, Played by Chloe Black. Is that her name? I, I really like her. But, We get some backstory for her and it's revealed that she had experience that she was on the ship before she was there in this current iteration when she was still a full on working peacekeeper and one of the bad guys. Uh, And suddenly when this information is revealed and everyone finds out what she did and what she was a part of, they all fucking turn on her and they want to kick her off the ship. The pilot who wants to fucking kill her, he tries to kill her. And it doesn't make any sense at this point in the story where they are, where their relationships are, because they should like, they're acting as if they don't remember the fact that she was a peacekeeper prior to being a part of their new ragtag crew of a bunch of random people who have come together for various reasons. They are acting like they don't remember she has this dark past, but she has since changed and been a great asset to the team. She's been super helpful. She showed that she's she legit cares about these people, and will do pretty. She like fucking give up her life and like suddenly all that's out the window. This is weird backstory character development shit that should have happened way early in the first season. And instead it was put he like, it just feels out of place and, and and it doesn't make any fucking sense the way everyone's behaving. And that's what a lot of season 2 feels like so far. There's a lot of individual episodes that are meant to exist as character development, but with each one uh, they vary in quality in terms of just how they are as, as episodes period and, and the, the way they act like some are just bad episodes but this could have this is a, a good idea that it just it, it it's way too late to, to, to try and do it that, that's the problem with it but the weird thing too about it is the following episode it's like all that shit didn't happen so you have these episodes that are really character-focused that have a lot of strong actions and emotions and things happening, and then the episodes that follow, it's just like, with fucking, what the fuck was the point? It, it just seems like it's meant to be there so that you 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 know that this shit did happen, and, and who knows, maybe it wasn't, I don't, I don't I don't, know if these things were filmed. Maybe it's not meant to be where it is in the season lineup. Maybe it was supposed to air at a different... Like, that happens at times. Firefly aired in a weird order. But the order that I'm watching it, I'm presuming, is the order it, it was meant to be shown in at this point. So, I don't know. I do not know. I'm still going to continue watching it because I do it like these characters. I want to see where their story goes. And I'm hoping this is just... A bit of a prolonged speed bump. And I mean, I've watched way worse Star Trek for long. <laughs> I'm watching Voyager, so I can deal with some bad. And I'm committed enough to this, this story and these characters to continue with this. But yeah, that's that's majority of what I've been watching I I don't have anything to report back via Plex or anything like that. Nobody wants to hear or needs to hear any of that crap. So, let's just get on to what I've been playing. And, uh, yeah. And I got a few Patreon questions, which I'm excited about. I guilted them into giving me some. So, we have Parish first. And Foremost, which is a first-person fantasy-themed, medieval-esque Rogue Light that is available only on Steam. It features co-op. It's recommended to play in co-op. And I played it for a few hours. Don't see myself coming back for more the the loop which is of course a a very important part of any rogue light or like is not enjoyable it feels like you're wasting a lot of time and there's a lot of just not enjoyable repetition and and the game may be significantly better in co-op that could be the case but i only played it solo which another annoying thing is that they have because you know you're playing online or whatever you're doing servers and I think you might be able to play online and have people uh, the ability for people to drop in but there is a specific solo mode where you click that and it's solo single player nobody can drop in or do anything if that's possible and then the multiplayer modes or not I'm not sure but even when you select this mode and are specifically telling the game I'm playing this by myself. Solo. You can't pause the game. You I mean you could pause the game to go into the menu and look at controls and do all that kind of stuff, but it's not pausing the game. So enemies can still attack you, etc. That's fucking annoying. Any game. If you have a single player mode, I don't give a shit if your game is usually mostly online. Fucking pause that shit. That's that's horrible right there. And then the game isn't super clear early on uh, in telling you how to go about doing things and the way the game works because early on you're going to want to leave your your first run or you go from area to area you'll have the way it works is that you go into an area you get a task you may get another task after that one but usually just one or two tasks you complete them and then you move to the safe area where you can then replenish your health a little bit, change your weapon. If you've unlocked multiple weapons, replenish your consumables, maybe unlock something, and then you can move on to the next area or you can go back to the hub ish world where you would have to start a new run. You can't return to this current run, but you would keep your current currency that you can use to upgrade your character, buy new weapons buy new items, etc. And in the early runnings, because you only have a broken sword during your runs, you're going to want to leave after that first area, go back to home and and buy some weapons. Uh, Or buy specifically the first main weapon, which is an axe, and significantly more powerful than your current weapon. The game doesn't make any that clear. Which is a little annoying. But then, the, the gameplay itself, it's heavily melee focused. I'm not sure if there is maybe a shotgun or something that you unlock later on, but the only gun I've used so far is a pistol. That is very unsatisfying to use. Not powerful enough to feel useful. And you can only have one weapon at a time, so you can't have a pistol and an axe on you. You have one weapon at all times. That's it. The the pistol at least has unlimited ammunition, so you don't have to worry about that, which is nice, and everything has a few alternate moves that you unlock as you complete certain weapon-specific objectives, like with the axe. You unlock an ability after you kill three or four enemies within a few seconds of each other Ten times, and with the pistol, I'm sure there's something related to getting headshots. But the 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 thing about Parish ultimately is, it feels like an early access game that isn't an early access game, or like it's what I'm saying is, it's not an early access game, but it feels like an early access game. And I've played early access games that are. Way better have more content better game like perish is just I don't it's it's a game that is not meant to last it's just the content that's there is not super compelling. the little bits of story I've received don't care and I mean, the, the best thing I could say about it is that it plays relatively well, looks pretty nice, if a bit bland and repetitive from area to area to area. It's just very dungeony, cavy, and, and that's it so far. But the 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 melee feels good. The shooting doesn't feel good, but the melee does feel good. What doesn't feel good is your kick. The kick should be super ridiculously op. It should be fucking 300, this is Sparta, fucking bullet storm kicking, but it's not. There are are these spikes in these areas that are there specifically so you can kick someone into them, but then I go around kicking people and they just sort of trip and fall on their face and then they get up and I'm like, fuck man, I I wanted to kick your ass in the fucking spikes. We're like three feet away. And it never worked for me. Well, maybe the game just hates me. But it, it was disappointing. So. Sad, sad, sad there. But it, it's better than the other games I've had. Well, Sis's Path. Weird title. It's a, a very, very simple game. It's a puzzle game. With a cat theme, I guess. But it's one of those block-moving games where... You have a certain number of blocks and a space. Not a grid, but you have certain spaces that you can move on. And then there are designated spots that you have to push these blocks onto in order to complete the level and move on to the next. It's not a unique or a new idea for a puzzle game. There have been plenty of games like this, and one that I think even... I've played in the past. that also was maybe cat themed. I think Fluffy Clubed, Fluffy Cubed, or something along those lines, was very similar. The difference here is Sis's path. It it, it gets challenging, or it, I mean, it, it's almost challenging right from the start. It 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 doesn't really ease you in. It just sort of lets you know this is what this is the the, the gameplay. This is, you know, it's it's very simple. You understand that? Okay, let's start giving you some challenging puzzles. And I appreciate that. It's nice to have puzzles right from the start that make me stop and think. That make me have to figure out the correct order in which to tackle the spots and the, the pieces I move And that, that's all there is to it. I mean, there's not much more to the game than just that. It's incredibly ugly. The aesthetic is super basic and bland and lifeless and, and, and sterile. It's a few colors and not a lot of depth or detail to them. So it's, it's going to be an ugly game to play, but. A game like that, it comes down to the quality of the puzzles. And from what I've played so far, the puzzles are pretty solid. And since it's a $5 game or whatever, I think, uh, in, that, in that area, worth worth looking into if you're a fan of those block-moving puzzles. And then the last game I played is Alicite Warrior which is a game about a Spanish ninja as evident by the Albacete in the warrior part because Albacete is a city in Spain I learned when I was like I want to make sure I know how to pronounce this what the fuck is this word oh it's a city okay and it makes sense that it did because the the description says this is about a Spanish ninja and his chicken friend except for in game they like to refer to it as your cock. Because <laughs> it's, it's so funny. When you first get it, it's like, oh, I've, I've, I'm, oh I I'm found a white cock. What do I do with this white cock? <laughs> Isn't it funny? White cock. <laughs> hey! And you get an achievement. Something cocks in the achievement title. That's all I remember. But it, it's a, a, a brawler, I guess, would be the... Genre you'd put it in. And it's awful. It is so bad. The only good thing about it. Is the aesthetic. The style the pixel art. That contradicts its existence in this 3D world. That is pretty simple. not, Not super detailed. But more traditional. Standard. Style. And that. Contrast does look nice and gives it somewhat of a striking quality, uh, a bit of an attention grabber. Yeah, you know, that, that, that's what drew me to the game. But the gameplay does not feel good. Combat feels pretty fucking awful. There are plenty of instances where you will get hit by attacks and you, you don't really get a, a good sense of hit detection. The jumping because it's in a 3d space especially when you're doing wall jumping and this stuff feels terrible because you will be wall jumping back and forth but then you'll hit the side wall or you'll fall off because it's all in a 3d space and it's... <laughs> all right this is, this is a choice and then the the character art the 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 images for the characters like the, the hand-drawn art for cutscenes and all of that horrible 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 disgusting ugly awful 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 i don't want to be mean but it's fucking awful and and probably even worse is the writing and the attempts at humor making fucking thor 4 look like Thor 3 uh it's 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 so grating and shitty and there's so much of it, it wants to, it it's, It fucking loves its story and its humor, and it wants you to fucking experience it, and there's so much of it, I could not skip it fast enough. I was really hopeful for it when I looked at the screenshots and was excited about the art and the aesthetic and then the actual act of playing it. <laughs> nope, nope, not fun. You can whip out your white cock at any point with the B button and smack people around with your white cock, though. (laughs) Isn't that funny? Not really. But that's it in terms of what I'm playing, so let's check out these Patreon questions and call it a day. How does that sound? Sound good? I I don't care. All right. Where are they? There we are. So... From Lunchbox, listening to the lame Spongebob game episode, what cartoon character would you like to see a good action platformer come out for? So, the obvious answer for me is, one, if we include anime, 100% Dragon Ball. Give me a Dragon Ball action platformer in a... Like, give me Jack and Daxter... But, fucking Dragon Ball. Or give me Kena, what I presume, I having still not played it, Kena the Bridge of Spirits, whatever the hell, I'm not sure what the, the subtitle is for that game. But have that team make a Dragon Ball game. Just like, it's. it would be so good, because it's not, Dragon Ball is an adventure show anyway, and it's not yet, at the point where you have power levels and all that bullshit, so it, it could make for such a fun experience, and I would love to see that. Have rare maybe make it, and it can be an exclusive for next month. So I don't know. Just someone make that game, or if we're only counting American animation, then the same but replace Dragon Ball with Avatar: The Last Airbender. We had, did we just have the one game? not nah, I'm not counting Korra. But for Avatar, was there just Burning Earth or whatever the achievement game was called? Is that all we ever got? I mean, Avatar is fucking an incredible show. And it deserves to be made into an amazing game. Then, I mean, you no, know, it was specifically right—character, action, platform. Yeah, Because I was gonna say Ninja Turtles, but well, sure, you can do that. But I just, I want that, I want that Arkham-style Batman game for the Ninja Turtles made by Rocksteady. Well, we're never gonna get that. But uh yeah, from Jedi, what was your favorite newspaper comic strip? So this is another one where I have two answers and, and and one is the comic strip that I actually read in the newspaper and loved. And then the second is my favorite comic strip that was in newspapers, but I don't remember being in the newspapers that I read. I don't remember being a part of the Sunday strip or it's either that I was just so used to reading it outside of the newspaper that I didn't read the newspaper version of it. But to the first one, the the one I actually read in the newspaper, I fucking loved Garfield. I did have some of the books as well and loved those. I loved Garfield and Friends, the animated show. But I just... I loved Garfield. And I still love Garfield today. I know he is often the butt of many a joke and looked down upon by a lot of people. But I think Garfield is a really solid comic strip and the show it's it holds up I think this show is still a good time and yeah I own whatever is currently available of the show on DVD I don't believe all of it is available and probably never will be but I do own whatever is there and it's, it's a good amount it's just it's really really good but if we don't force myself or if I don't force myself to only pick between the the comic strips I read in the newspaper, and I think Garfield is the only one. I don't remember reading any of the other stuff in the newspaper outside of Garfield. I just remember liking Garfield. The obvious answer is Calvin and Hobbes, which is not only my favorite comic strip, it is my favorite comic period. Ninja Turtles, Captain America, Batman, everything else, Saga now, why do I say saga? I mean, why The Last Man is the the right Vaughn thing I would more jump to. Uh, they can all fuck themselves. Calvin and Hobbes is absolutely incredible. Calvin and Hobbes is a brilliant, amazing, perfect piece of work. It is one of the few things I would call actually perfect and mean it not hyperbolically so or anything of that I I think it is genuinely a perfect piece of fucking art But Watterson just like it's it's amazing and the thing about it too is you look at it and the art can be taken as this very simplistic thing and it is Simple, but you get so much out of what he does with the expressions. And you also can see how technically accomplished he is when he does stuff like the dream sequences. But I fucking I just adore the shit out of Calvin and Hobbes so much. My favorite individual strip, which is a whole full page, is one of the I, I believe better known Christmas strips, where Calvin and Hobbes go down to check the presents on Christmas the, the night before Christmas and they're going through all of them and Calvin notices that there's nothing for Hobbes. He's looking, he's looking, there's nothing for Hobbes. So he screams that I was long as mom, dad, Santa forgot to get something for Hobbes. And then the, the final panel, you have Calvin saying, well, here's a gift from me. I hope it fits. And he's hugging Hobbs, and and then Hobbs says, "You know, it's not about the the package or something like, you know, you know, whatever he says. You know, this fits perfectly. I will cherish this forever. And it's just such a beautiful, beautiful." Comic strip, I, I fucking I love the hell out of it. Calvin and Hobbes is just absolutely brilliant. Can't recommend that highly enough. Everyone should read it. Everyone should own it. Everyone should love it. And it's somewhat sad that there's the, there's the potential that I mean, like, maybe maybe more people are when they think of Calvin think of him pissing on shit than think of the comic strip. Which, if that is actually the case. If you put out a poll and more people were like, yeah, that's that's the, the the kid who pisses on shit. And and not that's Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes. My heart would break a little bit if that was the case. But yeah, I love I love Calvin and Hobbes. Anywho, that will do it for this year episode of the Pixelated Sausage Show. Once again, I am Marcus Nez. Y'all can find me on pretty much everything. Yeah, pretty much everywhere. On on everything, everywhere, all the good places. At PX Sausage, if you'd like to find all my links of import... What is it? I feel like I'm hearing an alarm. Anywho, you can find all my links of import over at pixelatedsausage.com slash P-X-S. That is, again, sausage.pxs. That'll get you everywhere you want to go and everywhere you probably don't want to go. It'll give you everything, everything, everywhere, all at once, baby. And if you enjoy this here show or any of the stuff I do and what have you, you can go over to patreon.com slash P-X-S to support me and my nonsense that away. way so uh, do that. If you like me and the stuff I make and you want to show how much you appreciate that and, and, and support and, and help me and the show out, the shows out, and et cetera, and, and with your support at the $3 higher tier, get access to the fancy Discord. Get the potential to ask me questions and, and whatnot. Maybe a few other secret things. Shh, shh, shh. So... If you, if you if you fancy any of that, that is again patreoncom pxs. But that will do it for this here episode. So as always, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoy this here episode, and I have you. Blah, blah, blah. Ah. And I hope you have a. Blah, blah, blah. I hope you have both a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day and a fantastic week. And so for now, adios. Oh wait, also. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, uh, this is the scene that if I if I start a- having gameplay when I'm talking about games or trailers when I'm talking about movies or shows or whatever, this is the scene I would use. So, yeah, it's it's the the art scene for when I do art streams. When I did a few art streams, it basically would be this, and I think I would have individual ones for games and movies and whatever where the artwork in those smaller frames would be. Like my favorite games, my favorite movies, stuff from there. So that's an idea. I could make it more uh, specific so that it would be like movie posters for that one and TVs for the game. But I think I would just not bother going that in depth and just leave it as picture frames. So that is the idea there. But uh, enough of that. So, uh, again, or now, adios, uh, or for now, again, adios, uh, Riva Derchi. Bye!